Hello, and welcome back to Anime Countdown. It's been a while since we've had a new episode due to real life getting in the way, but we're back with a very special edition. As always, I'm your host, LB, and joining me is Hey CJ. there, everybody. So, for today's episode, we're doing something a little different. Uh, basically, what happened is... A few weeks, maybe a couple of months ago, uh, CT came to me with a particular Reddit post uh, challenging users to list their favorite anime from A to Z. And we thought that that was kind of a fun little challenge, and we decided to see what would happen if we tried to do the same thing. Pretty much the only rules were that we had to choose a anime that was based on either the English or Japanese title. TVs and movies were included. Pretty other than that, there weren't really other caveats that we had, uh, unless I'm forgetting something. Uh, forgetting not something? from the subject. Of course, it was two months ago. Uh, and the person seems to have deleted their post, so I'm not even sure what they built with. Uh, but when we picked it up and were doing things right, it, it decided that, uh, you know, because it's sort of a challenge mode, I, I treated it as try to stick as much favorite. That's what they, uh, that's what they mentioned, favorite uh, anime. So try to... to stick as high-quality favoritism in all of the letters as you could, and you could go by English title, Japanese title, or we also decided, like, a very common nickname for it, because sometimes you could find something that the whole community calls one way, uh, I suppose. Not that I use it, but I suppose if you wanted to call something like Oregairu, instead of their official full titles. It's the kind of thing that's easy to say, okay, I'll, I'll count that. Everyone in the community calls it that, or if you use that, everyone knows what it is. And then after that, it's just a uh, challenge mode of shuffling everything around to to fit as much favoritism as you wanted in your, in your list. All right, so that's our introduction. There, We've gone through all the little caveats for this, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to start not with A, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to throw in a little bonus of anime that started with a number uh, just to get us started. And CT, let's go ahead. Let's start with your list. I don't even have a guess on which one. You're going to be kicking us off with so for the for the surprise for the me. numbered one. I'm pretty sure it got mentioned in one of our other countdowns. I'm trying to remember which. You can obviously fill it in once I give you the name. In Japanese, it is called Eleven Nin Iru, but most of the community would know it as They Were Eleven, which is an old hard sci-fi part adventure part romance uh uh interesting concept uh, uh approach to just kind of it it's it's very much sort of a shy sci-fi short story that uh plays out uh a classic shoujo author uh 
uh, from the 70s who also did, you know, a whole lot of other sci-fi things, uh, mixed a lot of uh, concepts that most people uh, would not. Did I mention they were 11 specifically? Right. So how much do you remember of that or how much yeah, do you, you mentioned want it to expand once. it upon it or or simply we'll we'll move on because you understand what Moto Hagio is about. Yeah, you talked about the plot pretty in depth, and I remember you mentioning the whole story of, you know, figuring out who's the odd one out in space and yeah, I mean, it sounded really interesting. I don't remember which countdown episode you mentioned it on, though. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to look that up, but I don't want to make clicky noises searching through files, so uh, not, not a big deal. Um, it was possibly one of the rescue ones because I don't think anyone has this, like someone rescue this title. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. So what uh, what did you stick in for your numbered starting point? Uh, for my numbered starting point, I actually didn't have a whole lot of choices to go with. So this one was kind of easy for me. Uh, actually, most of my list was fairly easy. <laughs> it was pretty easy. Because uh, there were a few of them that I didn't have many choices to go with, and there were a few of them where the choice was just painfully obvious. Right. In this case, though, I am going with the Mafia story, 91 Days. Okay. That's good. That's uh, That was definitely uh, an enjoyable uh, title from, I think, 2017? It was just a couple years ago. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, that one I consider it pretty underrated. Twenty sixteen, actually. Oh. Wow, time advances relentlessly. Yeah, but yeah, that was I consider a really underrated title. It's a really fun story. Funimation did a great job with the dub. Uh, it's got a good ending, so definitely worth checking out. I agree. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I've been... So, alright. Getting into our actual alphabet now. Okay, are we going to go ping pong, or are we going to go, like, uh, you do the A, and then I'll do the A, then I'll do the B, and go do... Do we want to mix up the order, or we'll ping pong each time? We'll just ping pong each time. Uh, so okay. you can go ahead and start with our A's. Alright, my vote for A, I can't remember if I use this in something other than telling people to go watch it, is the movie Anthem of the Heart. Uh, which I know sounds a whole lot uh, <laughs> like a Ghibli uh, one, because you get some uh, hearts and stuff in here, but this is actually a Recent movie from the triad, uh, the the director designer uh, storyboard triad uh, of Mario Kata, uh, Tatsuyuki Nagai, who did things like uh, Anohana uh, and other stuff. And this particular one, I I like. It's a nice 
it feels like it has sort of a semi-supernatural element in it, but not particularly. It's sort of a visualization of a uh, of a psychosis of our lead, uh, uh, our female main protagonist, who, uh, due to she was very talkative as a child, and due to a particular event, she loses the ability to speak. And that lasts her for years. And the whole movie is about uh, her learning to find confidence in that the main boy, so the sort of the, the primary ro overt romantic coupling becomes a... Uh, he, he gets her to realize that she can sing instead of speaking. So she starts to find her voice in uh, music... And because it's a high school thing, they're putting on a, uh, you know, a festival, a play, and they end up being a musical sort where the main guy was uh, rewriting, was adding lyrics to songs that are well known and create, crafting a whole story about it. So it's a nice overall uh, romance story and coming of age and that kind of stuff. And I've... Uh, I had been for ages regretting that uh, it was stuck in Anaplex jail, which meant that you could only import it, and probably if they ever released it, you'd have an edition that cost $300 or something ridiculous because of Anaplex. Uh, but it did end up on Amazon, so uh, folks who have Amazon Prime could, in fact, watch it right now, which I highly encourage. So for my A... I don't... Everyone knows what I'm going to pick, but I want it to be known that I did actually consider going with a different title just to spice things up. I could have gone with Asamanga Dayo, I could have gone with Anohana, mm. I could have gone with Angel Beats, but in the end, I went obvious, and I'm choosing Assassination Classroom. Yes, well, it, it is the land of favorites, so if your favorite doesn't make it onto your list of favorites, there's something really weird. Uh, going on there. I did, amusingly, that's one that, that when I was trying to predict for you, I'm like, oh, what's the Japanese title? And it's Ansatsu uh, Kyoshitsu. And I'm like, well, it's A either way. It's known in the community yeah. as ass class. You have nothing. Your your A was pre-claimed <laughs> before, before the concept even happened. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think so, needs yeah, to go I mean, on. We, we knew what was happening. So, yeah, I mean, I've talked about this series endlessly. We had an Expanding Horizons about it, which I encourage everyone to go check out because that was a really fun episode. But Assassination Classroom, definitely my top pick. I couldn't go with anything else. Otherwise, I'd be just a big fat liar. <laughs> so definitely Assassination Classroom for my A. Not uh, not Astro Lost in Space, huh? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> For my B, when I uh, responded on the Reddit thread, I initially threw uh, Bubblegum Crisis there, because that still ranks high on my list, just the original OVAs. That's technically the series that I started 
my otaku journey with I count Bubblegum Crisis 1 and 2 as my first two re real anime that I watched. Uh, and it's enjoyable in a whole lot of ways. It's extraordinarily 80s. It, it's still got a lot of appeal. But uh, in the end, I updated and replaced it with uh, Barakamon. Because, uh, because that title is just heartwarming as all hell. Uh has probably the best child character in a series that you're going to run across. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the names of characters uh, in their Hanakun is, uh, of course, easy. Naru is the kid, I guess. And uh, and that uh, that feels like a very, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a very true-to-form kid kind of thing, and for, you know, an, an old, uh, nerdy otaku sort, it's, it's, you know, the living vicarious, living the family life, uh, vicariously through random, uh, anime series, and Barakamon, it's a great one for a, a guy sort of losing himself and finding himself, and then making a home for himself in this quirky area, uh, I know that the manga has gone on a lot longer and I haven't pursued it past where the anime is, which is definitely a mistake that I shall have to fix. Uh, I do hope that the anime gets more at some point in the future because it is rather a delight. Uh, but that, that ended up, in the end, shoving my uh, nostalgia pick aside. So for my B, I originally had this one locked in, and then I looked at my list again and realized that there were so many other choices that I could have been putting into the B slot. Uh, so well, you, eventually you, I changed my mind. I shuffled my list a little bit. I've been wondering because, you know, that B is in fact a strong letter in things that you've been having me pick up for Expanding Horizons, and also things that uh, you're wanting me to pick up for Expanding Horizons. So I'm I'm not sure, but I am wondering uh, if you... I'm wondering if you threw a Black Butler in here in the end, especially... I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, Black Butler and Black Lagoon, of course, we did. Black Butler felt like... Uh, it was, but uh, the other one, I'm not sure what you'd necessarily want. Uh, there is always a chance of bunny drop or having it stick in Usagi drop. So I'm, I'm not sure, but reveal your choice. My choice would be is Bacano. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. I really enjoy this show and it kills me that I did not buy it when I had the chance <laughs> before Anaplex reclaimed the license and started charging hundreds of dollars for it. Yes, well, uh, a lot of things get uh, get knocked out, and once you lose the uh, ability to stream, suddenly everyone's like, oh, crap, wh what's left physically? And uh, everyone goes in search of that, and then the prices get out of control. It feels like something that will no doubt be rescued, but there's a lot of stuff that feels like someone's going to rescue it, and it uh, 
and it never happens. Yeah, it really drives me nuts that this series is not available to stream anywhere right now, because uh, I've been wanting to rewatch it for quite a while now, and I just haven't had a chance. I've I've seen it two or three times, right. but I mean, I mean, like recently, I want to rewatch it, but I just have no means to do so. Yeah. And you you didn't go with Battle Athletes Victory either. I could have. <laughs> you have so many bees. I guess technically there are a lot of bees, but before we leave uh, bees, I do notice that you did watch Barakamon and then you dropped it. So I did, yes. Uh, first of all, how dare you? But <laughs> uh, what was there, you know, just, you know, quickly since we're Basically, we're all, of course, doing recommendations to the audience through this kind of thing. But what what was it about uh, Barakamon that uh, that made you bail on it? It wasn't so much that the series was bad. I just didn't feel particularly attached to any of the characters. And so I got a few episodes in and just decided that I didn't have any real interest in finishing it. Okay. Not... Not bonding with the cast, even the adorable child. You just hate kids, don't you? That's that's what it must be. <laughs> you despise children. All right. My secret is revealed. <laughs> now, I do wonder if we have hit the first duplicate in the C, and I assume you have to know what my pick for C would be. Because there is yes, there is no yes, choice we in it. Do, yeah, we are definitely about to duplicate. Okay. Well, te technically, this is also it, it's also a potential other podcast that I thought would be good to try. Which is not we're not expanding anything. I don't know how many times you've watched Chihaya Furu, which is my C pick, and I assume you are saying yours. Uh, I've watched it an awful lot. I use most excuses to bring people in. I proselytize it to everyone. And I was thinking that every once in a while, because a lot of Expanding Horizons were, were sort of bouncing uh, stuff and, and sometimes a lot of poor quality across each other uh, uh, for, for one of us over the other. It would be nice to pick something that's not expanding anything. We're just picking a title that we know we both love and just want to gush about it for a while and be make it sort of a proselytizing cast a a review wherein we aren't reviewing so much as just wanting to uh glow and and gush and squee about uh a particular shared love which we could do the something the same thing with a shared hate but uh we're apt to run across that in other fashions but uh so you can mull that over as well if it feels like a good idea. Uh, how how many how many times and to how many people have you been able to spread uh, the love of Chihaya Furu? I've never converted anyone into. Well, no, that's a lie. Uh, I have converted two or three people into Chihaya Furu bands. I have personally watched it from beginning to end 
maybe three or four times. Not a whole, not as many, not as much as you, I know, but... I'm I'm not sure. I normally rewatch when when I'm able to share it with someone else. So uh, the, there are weird times with uh, something like uh, "You're Lie in April," where I'll share it with other people while it's running, and I'll end up watching something a whole bunch of times during the run. I did kind of the same with uh, with Space Brothers. Uh, eventually for people. So three, three or four still sounds right because that reflects how often that I bring people in. Uh, but there is, there is sort of... I take the approach with Chihaya Fudu like I do with uh, some other things where I will rewatch key moments uh, as opposed to rewatching the series. And of course, I'm up-to-date with the manga, so the way that anything that has a manga form, the way that I will re-experience it is usually in manga form. So, we're probably close on full watching of the anime. Yeah, you know, the way that you, you know, spread the gospel of Chihaya, it sounds to me, it sounded to me like you had watched it many more times than I had, so... I mean, it, it'll be at least four, and certainly I, I will have watched the first five episodes more than that. I I consider the first five episodes of Chihaya Furu to be kind of a perfect movie. It obviously has a lead-in to the rest of it, but it could, with slight tweaking, I think it could function very well as a standalone movie. And every time I bring someone into it, I suggest they just commit themselves. I will watch episodes one through five if i'm not fully invested by then just drop it at that point but uh you should probably mm -hmm. do that uh do that run so for anyone out there listening that is uh what i would definitely suggest you do uh possibly right now You're, you are free to put this on pause so i guess technically that brings me to d because we know that your c was the same yeah, and you've said pretty much everything that I wanted to say, so yeah, go for it with your D. My D, a part of me really wanted to throw a bone to uh, Dragon Half in here, which I think I've mentioned before. There's just not enough to it, uh, but what there is of it is so quirky and humorous that... Uh, that I really have to uh, uh, just give it general props. But uh, in this case, it's one of my pinnacle era movies. It is one of my uh, favorites of a time. It is definitely nostalgia boosted through the roof. It's one of those that I had on my first tape of things that I watched. And that is the... Uh, a dirty Pair, but specifically the movie, uh, they only had the one movie, Project Eden. Which you can watch, in fact, on YouTube. So it's trivial to watch. You don't have to subscribe to anything. They, they, Nozomi Entertainment has it right on their channel, which is great. I don't know how much you know of Dirty Pair other than reputation. I mean, I'd I don't feel like... Uh, I am familiar with the reputation of the series, but I've never actually sat down to really, like, consume yeah. 
much of it. So I think it's worth the time if if you go back and try to grab things like uh, early Lupin, uh, Rupa, Rupa. Um, <laughs> but uh, it it very much uh, the the Project Eden movie specifically. It feels like a James Bond movie, 80s music video, uh, filled to the brim with just about every anime style and uh, trope that you can think of at the time. So it, it's just a... It is a glorious immersion, even though it is very goofy on its own and will obviously be very hit or miss to, I think, any any modern audience. Uh, I think there's a lot to enjoy to it. If if you still enjoy things like Redline uh, movies, which are just kind of over the top in a number of ways. Oh, hey, conveniently, that's uh, a song called Over the Top that happens at the key moment, the climax of the whole damn movie. <laughs> Which I uh, I definitely held my tape recorder up to my television and recorded all of the songs out of this movie. And uh, when I was in the ski club in high school, I would make sure that my Sony Walkman was set directly to over the top at the very start of a particular run. And I had it timed to the point where I would get to the bottom right as the song was ending. So uh, that's... That's the zone that that shit was in for me. <laughs> it's, it's like anime nostalgia crack. Okay, so for my D, D was probably one of the harder ones for me because I've seen quite a few series that start with the letter D, but none of them are like huge favorites, so it was kind of hard to pick one. That, uh, that makes sense. I know one that for most people seems like an easy fit in there of the uh, modern era, but uh, I don't know if it would show up. My, my usual guess would be something like uh, Death Parade, because that's uh, a very notable one. Certainly, if we were judging by quality of the OP, then it should uh, <laughs> then it should be a favorite. But uh, I don't know if that is. I'm having trouble thinking of others for you. I know you kind of like Data Live, but uh, that would be a weird one to slot in as a favorite. But who knows? What what you got? Well. I actually had another series slotted for this letter, but then a few minutes ago, I was looking over my list and realized that I didn't like it that much, <laughs> so I replaced it with Death Parade. Okay, there we go. I know, I know you dropped Death Note, which is another one of those easy picks for, for D, and prob probably my guess is uh, between Death Note and Death Parade, that was the D for 90% of the the replies in that uh, in in that uh, Reddit thread, but uh... yeah, I mean there were a lot of choices I could have gone with for this one, uh, but I, like I said, none of them were like huge favorites. I mean, Dog Days is 
cute fluff, but it's not a favorite. Digi Carrot is a cute is cute fluff, but it's not a favorite. Ooh. Defrag, cute but not a favorite. So, uh, what was? It's probably a million things that began with uh, with a uh, dragon. So, uh, <laughs> I mentioned one of them myself. Now, you did not, I, I know the Bacchino was tops, but uh, you, you did not connect to Durarara the same way that you did with Bacchino. No, uh, Durarara just didn't sit well with me. I tried, but about halfway through the first season, I was just kind of bored. Gotcha. What, uh, what ultimately led, let you pick uh, Death Parade at the... At the end, what what kicked it over the top or replaced uh, whatever your previous uh, pick had been? Uh, well, just for the record, my previous pick was actually Darker Than Black, okay. which is a good show, but again, not a favorite. Right. Uh, so, But Death Parade is a show that I could definitely go back to multiple times, which is what you know, drew me in and what finally pushed it over the top is just the rewatchability of it. Of even though you know how episodes are gonna end, it's still one of those gripping shows that just is so fascinating to watch because of the human nature explored. Right. It's uh anything kind of Twilight Zony, you can in fact watch just the parts of it that you particularly liked without needing to feel like, oh, I have to consume the whole thing. And maybe you really like the final episode, maybe you really liked episode four in particular, and you can go back and grab uh, just those elements of it. And it, it also feels like a very easy recommend to other people, including ones who are not terribly uh, weebish, as it were. Again, because it feels a lot more like a... Uh, Twilight Zony in nature and morality tale stuff. So, uh, do you do you have any guesses for E for me? Uh, without looking at your list, I couldn't say which one you would pick right off the bat, and I don't want to take up time pulling up your gotcha. list, yeah, which yeah. I don't have in front of me. No, that, that makes sense. Um, I think this was one where I started with Excel Saga because that just sticks prominently out in uh, my mind as far as, you know, classic favorite uh, overall. There's a, there's a lot of the things that were comedic enough and quirky enough in my neighborhood that I, I love giving them shout outs because it, it feels like it's kind of hard for uh, uh, for for comedies to make their way through. Uh, but ultimately, like Anthem of the Heart wins out over Arakawa under the bridge for me. Eccentric Family definitely wins out as a favorite over Excel Saga for me. So uh, what's that? That makes perfect sense to me. And uh, I know I have talked about it a bunch on the uh, Discord uh, 
whether whether you've picked up on that enough. Is that one that you uh, watched, or uh, is that one? I forget if uh, if that's among your uh, acquisitions. I watched the first season and I really enjoyed it, but I never got around to watching season two. Hmm. That's that is interesting because that's one of those things that I was like, oh my God, they're doing it. First of all, PA works never seem to revisit stuff. So when they came back to eccentric family, I was stupidly excited for that. I mean, it had been four years, so it did not feel likely. And it didn't feel like one of those where you would actually get another one. Uh, I think they've declared, you know, interest in doing the third, but the novel isn't out yet. So uh, we'll we'll have to wait for that. But uh, certainly I will. F that's one of those authors I will follow around a lot because... Uh, what is it? He he did also Penguin Highway and The Night Is Short, Walk On Girl, so uh, eccentric family. I'm I'm eagerly awaiting uh, number three. Uh, what is it? Benton is one of those characters who is cheat mode uh, appealing to me conceptually and uh, and otherwise. So uh, we may we may have to do a, a waifu list at some point. And I don't, I don't know okay. where, I don't know where she might appear on it, but, uh, but goddamn. And yes, I, I love almost everything about this. The art style is amazing in general and does not feel at all PA worksy. And I love pretty much everything that PA works does. Uh, and their, their overall visual style I'm very used to, uh, uh, but uh, you know the the overall quirkiness of it, the just strange urban fantasy nature of it. It it's not you know terribly largely explored in uh, in anime. It feels like at least not well. So uh, it is definitely uh, the the most favorite that I could think of. And while it's not a top ten series for me if you force me at gunpoint to throw 10 tv series there it'd probably be barely outside it so all right. it would be so, it would be amusing well, now if yours was excel saga but uh but uh but but what what, what do we got this one was a little harder i could have gone with uh, F. Mello or F. Memo. I could have gone with El Hazard. Uh, but in the end, I did indeed go with Excel Saga because it's just too, it was too formu formulative mm -hmm. of my early otaku days. It was a comedy series that I latched onto instantly and I loved learning so much about Japanese comedic styles <laughs> from this series. So it was definitely one of those formulaic series for me that really cemented my love of anime comedy. Sounds good. Uh, I don't... Do, uh, does anyone have that? Uh, it, it feels like a Funimation title. I think... 
it is a Funimation title now. Excellent. I, th- I think it's streaming. I think a lot of these are, are reasonably well available, which is good. Except mm. for they were 11. Somebody fixed this. So, uh, okay. Uh, now my F, I had to dip into Japanese fully because my N is definitely preclaimed by uh, one particular option, which I guess we'll find out next time. But I went with Fushigi no Umi no Nadia. Nadia and the Secret of the Blue Water. Which uh, is one of those... It feels like a uh, just a wonderful adventure. It feels like the golden era of Gainax between Evangelion, a uh, bunch of other stuff. Uh, what is it? I, I, another one of these, their series and their comedies that I, I couldn't make room for, sadly, was uh, Magical Shopping District Abenobashi. Uh, there's a lot of Gainax and uh, uh, particular love in me, and uh, Nadia is one of those that I feel like too few people uh, uh, have familiarity with these days. It's not a huge investment. It's less than four core. Uh, I forget if it's commonly streamable, but it's definitely had Blu-ray re-releases and other stuff. It feels like it looms large. I mean, it's directed by Anno. Uh, it, it's one of those that Miyazaki was attached to for <laughs> for a period of time. And uh, then you kind of got Laputa out uh, his direction and Nadia out the other direction. Uh, it, it's a definitely a confluence of a, of a bunch of different things. Um it feels like the closest in some ways to a kitty sort of adventure that had notable appeal to me. Uh, Cause there's elements of it that feel sort of Pokemon, especially in one of their comedic antagonists who uh, go chasing after them. Uh, but it, it goes in, it goes deep. It, it goes a lot of places uh, and it's uh, very enjoyable and I would like more people to to wander that path and uh, and see whether or not it uh, it evokes the same sort of spirit of adventure uh, that a lot of other things do in movie form, but less I feel do in a running series. All right. So for my F, this one was probably one of the hardest letters for me because I desperately wanted to put flag in this slot. Uh, uh, I'm surprised it's not. Although you, uh, sorry, hold on. Uh, while flag you've mentioned lately, I mean, your your waifu is a uh, fate stay nighter, so I'm not quite sure how something would be able to overcome that. Uh, so I, I feel like uh, that is probably where you end up. But uh, you can you can let me know if my uh, 
if my if my thing there. It's, it's still Fruits Basket out there, and I know for a lot of people, Full Metal Alchemist is out there. So F is surprisingly competitive as a letter. Yeah, so in terms of pure favoritism and pure rewatchability, I could not go with any of the Fate series, Ooh. and instead I decided to go with Fruits Basket. Excellent. Okay. Now that 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 is a little it feels almost a little contentious from uh what is it from an anime perspective because the new series isn't done yet and I feel like the new series is handled better and more attachable than the old series but uh, the old one I'm sure is what you're what you probably rewatched a whole lot uh, did you, did you ever, um, what is it? Did you ever consume the manga of this one? You don't tend to do manga a whole lot. Uh, or is it the combination have, of old anime and the new anime? It's kind of a combination of both of them. I have not consumed all of the manga yet. I do plan to at some point. Uh, the old anime is one that I have watched many times, but the new anime is also one that I've already rewatched the first season probably two or three times now. Uh, and I'm looking forward to checking out all of the second season multiple times as well. But definitely in terms of just pure, this makes me feel good, and I absolutely love rewatching it. Fruits Basket wins out over Fate's Day Night. Why? That that is fairly surprising, but uh, I I certainly can't uh, fault any of that because uh, obviously it was also on the tip of my tongue. I wonder how many people vote for Food Wars. <laughs> I couldn't tell Some, you. Somehow it feels like not many. But, uh... Okay. Uh, now. The G's. Sort of curious about yours. I have mentioned a particular G a number of times, but mostly in a manga sort of fashion. And while I do have a manga override somewhere on my list, this is not one because the anime uh, was great and I have no complaints about it. Uh, sadly, it's just season one is not streamable, even though season two is apparently streamable at a lot of different places. And that would be Genshiken. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you have watched that, but it's... Uh, it's such a particularly like laser beam focused otaku bait uh, sort of um, slice of life. Not in a lucky star sort of way, but uh, in a predictive of how you and your nerdy friends might be in a uh, in a club sort of fashion. Uh, there was a, there was a particular appeal, uh, to me from it. And also because the author is more, 
uh, deft in general at writing the characters and writing the relationships. Uh, and in fact, taking a, a whole spin on the series, I did not think it would ever get a continuation. Uh, and Genshiken itself wrapped up in about nine volumes and was exceedingly, to me, well, well crafted and well ended by the end. And it, it felt like even though it did not resemble me during my college years, it felt like uh, if I had found a group of uh, otaku during that time period, as opposed to Magic the Gathering fans and role-playing fans, I spent a lot more time with folks playing Rollmaster, playing Magic the Gathering, uh, and very few had any interest in anime at that point it was still you know not not widespread enough to attract anything let alone subcultures because in genshiken you have your fighting game enthusiasts and you have your uh uh just regular anime watchers and uh you have your cosplayers and you have your gunpla uh freaks so they're there, there was a, such an enjoyable combination between all of them and bouncing off of each other that it feels like precisely what I would have done if I found that crowd uh, at the time. Uh, and then it was just very interesting for, for Genshiken to expand on that and twist and tweak all of the characters and the entire environment for for season two, an approach uh, from a much different angle, which uh, I appreciated as well. Uh, I've reread the the first series a whole lot. I don't have all of the manga for the second series, but uh, but over as an overall work, I think it's uh, uh, got a lot to recommend. Gensuken was one of those shows where, much like Welcome to the NHK. It hit home a little too hard, <laughs> so I wasn't able to ever finish it. I'd like to go back and give it another chance. It's been many years since I even attempted to watch it, but definitely that one character who wore the glasses and uh, went to Comic Cat despite breaking his arm. I was gonna say, I, I figure what you're. What you're doing is was investing too much of yourself through the Madarame lens uh, at the time, and and maybe found that it uh, had a not a lasting appeal uh, at that point. But uh, de definitely, I can see that having a different appeal uh, depending on your age and headspace when you approach it. I, I would obviously recommend going back to it. I would recommend going back to Barakamon as well. Obviously, you know yourself uh, whether or not any of these would still have appeal from the uh, from the front end. But uh, considering how often you rewatch stuff, I think reapproaching a lot of things, especially ones that a lot of people in general like and attach to, is is worth your time uh, to to give it another shot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd like to give Genshiken another shot. If it gets relicensed, I will more than likely pick it up just to have it and give it another shot. Yeah, uh, but a, a I'm not going to... Yeah. Not something you're going to go out of your way for. 
Yeah, pretty much. At this point, there's a lot of other stuff that I would rather watch or go out of my way to see. So, yeah, but if it ever gets relicensed, it will definitely get added to my home video library. So, uh... So, for my G... G. Uh, there were a lot of choices for this one that I could have gone with. I actually thought that I had it pretty well locked in with Grape of the Fireflies. Uh, but then I kind of shied away from that. I'm not really sure why. Uh, but... In terms, so instead, I decided to go with a series that has two seasons, both of which are enjoyable in their own ways, before, uh, and that would be... Before you name it, I actually was going to say, just from our various conversations, I was thinking you might throw Gunslinger Girl as your choice. And you can love me and, that Yes, I did. <laughs> so yeah, Gunslinger Girl is a series that I can't go back to very often, but both seasons, I believe, are very good. The first season has stellar animation and a fair to middling story. The second season has an excellent story, but fair to middling animation. <laughs> so they both have their strengths and downsides, but they're still absolutely worth watching. If you haven't gone out of your way to watch these yet, I highly recommend them. I think I dipped my toes in and then went back. It was probably during days where my only option was uh, torrenting it, and there's a good chance that I torrented mm -hmm. some of something and then or had a lot of everything and then just gave up. Now, amusingly, this does make me wonder whether or not uh, Noir is going to show up when we get to the end. So I guess I will. I guess I will find out. How many? How much girls with guns can you uh, toss on your list? We shall see. That sounds like a challenge to me. <laughs> you're, you're just going to redo the rest of your list to have as much girls with guns as you can. Excellent. Uh, what are we What are we doing now? Oh, we're going to H. H. Now, do you have any guesses for me with H? I don't off the top of my head. I'm not going to name any of the others that were in contention, uh, but I may try to guess. Uh, one of yours with it, because while I am a PA works whore, and one of these, uh, my favorite PA works is an H, uh, uh, I am even larger a KyoAni whore, and uh, I cannot, uh, I both don't like the English title sound euphonium, but I certainly can't use S for uh, that, so uh, HBK euphonium takes my H. Uh, okay, I probably should have guessed that. <laughs> which, uh, which is definitely just a, a huge overall uh, love. It does have my favorite musical moment uh, in all of anime uh, contained within it. It has a whole lot of uh, 
great moments between characters. I'm not sure how many people delve in. It feels like one of those where you know before you head in whether you're going to love it or not. It steers sometimes too close to cute girls doing cute things for some people. And sometimes it steers too far away from it to appeal to the uh, cute girls doing cute things crap. <laughs> which which places it in an odd tier, but uh, especially due to my own particular band experience and, and trumpeting experience and marching band experience. There, there are so many times that I just uh, attach to what's going on in general and overall it's just a great story and a truly dizzying number of uh characters to love and uh favorites to enjoy and uh uh pairings to <laughs> to, to pair off with each other as much as uh evangelion has uh the the most famous asuka that is not my asuka uh, for <laughs> for she is within this work and she is light and love and life all wrapped up in the best character uh, so I don't, I don't think I need to say too much about it other than to extol its virtues I feel like it's modern enough and well known enough that anyone knowing the name knows what's there and if not a, a quick search will be like oh okay and uh, but everyone should partake. So, all right, my H H was another really competitive letter for me. Now, was was my uh, implied PA works among them? I could have gone with uh, Hanasaku Iroha. I could have gone with that. Okay. I could have gone with Hana Yamada. I could have gone with Haven't You Heard? I'm Sakamoto. <laughs> nice. Uh, I wonder if Haibane Renmei got it, because that, that's a real good one right there. There's a lot of H's. Actually, yeah. But in this case, I decided to go with one of my all-time favorite horror series. Oh my god. And I went and I went with Hellgirl. Oh, oh, good, good lord. Actually, Hellgirl was one I was going to get. I, I thought you were going to say Happy Sugar Life. Because <laughs> you definitely, no, uh, that definitely appeared before. Okay, no, Hellgirl makes a lot of sense. That, wa that was going to be one of my guesses for you. So what, uh, have you, is that one that you've watched all of? Or, again, it's sort of a... Because that one, I think, is pretty hard to keep up with. I have not watched the fourth season, but I have watched the first through third seasons multiple times. It's a series that... It's one of those shows where when you're really angry at the world <laughs> and you just want to watch terrible people having horrible things happen to them... Okay. You put it on. All right. Were there only four seasons? I feel like there was. Yeah, one. there's only four seasons. Maybe I'm mixing that up with Natsume's Book of Friends, which I feel conceptually is slightly different than Hellgirl. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's supernatural in it. They're probably very similar. 
that uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Do you have any particular favorite episodes or uh, what is it uh, seasons within it, or it's just sort of a you hit the ground running and and just go through and uh, and dive in and watch bad people uh, get getting bad things happening to them. The thing is with Hellgirl is that the first season is the only one that has a particularly strong continuing story that runs the entire length. Seasons two and three have a story, but they're not as strong and pronounced. Right. Uh, seasons two and three are more exploring what-if scenarios, uh, which is fascinating in itself but season one is the one that has the really strong story that is super enjoyable to watch now hell girl is also interestingly and and weirdly uh one of those where the main character is done by one of my favorite voice actresses but in a way that doesn't make me think of her at all uh because Especially lately, uh, Mamiko Noto, to me, is more... She comes across a lot more from certain uh, characters. I'm finding it hard to describe them right now. But uh, I guess pr a certain level of uh, badassery, but more to the point, a... Uh, like a, a sultry appeal to them. So, for instance, in uh, ReZero, she's the assassin uh, Elsa. In Akame Ga Kill, she's Shere. So, it, 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 like, it feels like a she's Benton from the Eccentric family. We covered this before. She, <laughs> she feels like... Uh, that's not, of course, all of her her parts, but she, she occupies a particular space that, especially when she's speaking in that kind of uh, uh, more sultry and adult in a way that that's a, it feels like a bad description, but in, in that way, it, it just strikes a particular uh, end of my lizard hindbrain. But as far as far as obviously Hellgirl herself goes, it's uh, that's not <laughs> what comes across. So it's one of those parts where it does not feel like uh, her at all, even though it's a prominent role of hers. Yeah, but to be fair, I'm a filthy, terrible, horrible dub watcher. So you are. I'm surprised we still speak to each other at all. <laughs> uh so yeah yeah that's true i do i do feel like i'm sharing the weird little uh eccentricities just of myself with each thing because even for people who are like subs rule dubs drool i don't know of any who uh take to the the voices and the way that they're acted uh, in the same way. So, some people like uh, Ray, uh, obviously he, he follows, uh, oh God, which which one is he? Uh, Rem's voice actress from ReZero. 
uh, he, seem, mm -hmm. he seems to always notice where she goes, and uh, Saori Hayami, we both do. Uh, Inori Minase, that's, that's Rem's voice actress. So there are, there are a few that are like, oh, that voice actress is in this. I shall now watch this show. Uh, which I'm not quite there, but I'm, I'm with a lot of my favorites. I'm uh, certainly well in that neighborhood. But uh, in this case, I just find the versatility interesting because I find I find her so easy to recognize otherwise and, and relatively striking. Shall we go on to I? Yes, we shall. Go for it. I am dipping back and I think part of this is I feel a little guilty that I had to excise Excel Saga. So I am pulling Irresponsible Captain Tyler from my classic anime comedy love uh, <laughs> for, for my uh, personal favorite in the eye. I don't know if that's... I, I think that garbage new Tyler thing is the only thing available streaming, sadly. But uh, mm -hmm. this was, it, it was very much also in an era of still having a lot of space opera stuff and you had your different takes on it because you would have your, uh, uh, God, what's it? Your, your Nadescos, your uh, uh, other stuff. But Tyler got to have fun with it. So it, it felt kind of space ballsy uh, in, in the way that it would sort of, mock the concept of it. You just have your joke character in the middle of it doing his own thing. Uh, so it feels a little bit GTO and Golden Boy, which are also, you know, comedies of that era. Uh, I have Because of its in a bit unavailability, I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Uh, it was one of my first discoveries that if I order a thing from Amazon, I may be ordering, you know, uh, pirated DVDs. I'm like, oh, wow, Tyler all together here. So it's one of my third-party Amazon market purchases. And then I, I get Tyler, I get Razafon, I get other stuff. And I'm like, well, this doesn't look like an official release at all. And it wasn't. Uh, so I do have it, but uh, I would like to have it and I would like really like to share it. I feel like this is probably something that... Uh, was not on your radar even in the older days, but uh, what do you what do you know about it or or want to know about it? I have watched it. Ooh. I didn't care for it all that much. I didn't hate it, but it was just a little too goofy for me. I think. Well, that in general was the concept of it. <laughs> but yeah, but it's so. I mean, it just. But yeah, it just didn't hit the, really the right notes for me. So I watched it. I do remember it because I remember I reviewed it. Right. Oh, um, okay. Nice. But yeah, so I do remember watching it. I remember enjoying little bits of it. Some of the characters, like I believe the AI in that series was really amusing to me. It definitely still has some modern uh, GIF memes uh, here and there, which is nice to see, but it would be it would be funner to share it. 
I forget if it was fighting for anything. That's the first one that came to mind. It feels like there weren't a whole lot of, uh, you know, things that uh, begin with I. Uh, if if we're doing a manga list, I would most likely have put uh, eyes, which is a sort of ha half smutty, half rom com. Uh, <clears throat> series by the same guy that uh, did Video Girl, I uh, DNA squared uh, a lot of a lot of classic stuff from the time period, but uh, I feel like Isekai starts half the uh, series lately, and I'm like, I'm not going to stick anything there. I wasn't going to find Iria. It didn't feel like I had a had a whole lot of stuff going for it, so Tyler was my easy slot in. So what you got? So for me. My eye choice was actually really easy. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of choices to begin with, but it, picking the, my favorite out of them was not difficult. I had to put at least one anime short onto my list. Hmm. Uh, and so in this case, it is, I can't understand what my husband <laughs> is saying. Okay. That's funny. I wasn't even considering shorts. I'm not sure if any would would make it, except uh, I might have to refigure. There's there's one short that I particularly like, but uh, so I definitely did watch this as well. It was definitely fun. I'm not sure that it would uh, make any any level of uh, favoritism, even as a short. But it, it's definitely. It's definitely cute, but I, I agree that I doesn't have a whole lot going for it in general. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, there weren't a whole lot of choices to begin with. I could have gone with Interlude, uh, which is a really fun OVA. Uh, but in the end, yeah, I just I had to go with this short just because it's so much fun for me, and I've rewatched it two or three times, especially because you can get through both seasons in a couple of hours. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one to pick up. I feel like Izetta had a chance, but the back, the back third, it didn't fall off a cliff like some things do, but it I think it just lost a whole lot of the appeal to me that that I thought it uh, could have been a strong series for so unfortunately unfortunately so let's move on to Jay I feel like this was another one that I didn't have a whole lot of options for uh, I think I was considering... Joshiraku, but uh, I decided to give it while I was looking around to uh, move because uh, otherwise I normally think of it as starting with an H. Uh, I was able to see that the Japanese title is uh, uh, what is it? Junguru wa itsumo hare no chigu, which you would know better as hare and gu which is uh, another very comedic oddball sort of thing. Again, this this feels like me trying to give uh, recommendations for 
uh, what is it, comedies that had a, a singular sort of appeal. It almost feels a little weird to stick so many on the list because comedy is so subjective an appeal. And obviously we lined up on Excel Saga, but not on Tyler. I don't know if you know anything about Hare Ingu or have, uh, or have watched anything uh, of it. I have heard of it, but I have never watched any of it. So it, I'm not sure which one to compare it the most to. I feel kind of like, uh, what is it? Uh, the there, there's another old anime. I don't, I don't have it on my list. Uh, but there was another uh, uh, old comedy that feels like it comes across much like it. I am blanking on the name right now, but it's sort of crap, crap stack. My brain is not working. It had a little, it, it was a magical fantasy and it had a, a Red Riding Hood witch character and it had a werewolf sort of character. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hate myself if I can't come up with a title. Uh, for this yeah, whatever conceptually it, it felt a lot like that it's it's a very surreal kind of comedy uh, so for me it has appeal in the way that other things like Arakawa Under the Bridge does it has a, what is it a, a appeal like a, a number of uh, just the weirder comedies do it's uh, uh, kids in school. I suppose you could uh, follow your way over to it through the type of humor that sometimes uh, Lucky Star does. Just make it weirder and more surreal uh, as part of it. But it's a it's a school based kind of comedy. It's just very screwball. Uh, it doesn't have anything much going on for it other than if the kind of humor appeals to you, then you will find it very appealing. And if not, well, that's all you get. So for my J, I have to admit that if I had searched through my list for the Japanese titles, I probably would have had a lot more options, but I just couldn't be asked. Mm -hmm. So instead, I went with the only J title that I had on my list. Oh, wait, hold on. A J? Can I guess a J? No, nothing that I know you know comes to mind. So. so I don't take this as a stunning recommendation because the series is good but it's not incredible i just needed a j right. so that would be your moongund ah okay that's one that i have indeed heard of and run across but not uh not delved into either in manga or in anime form it's a good show. I'm not taking anything away from it, but I mean, and if you like Black Lagoon, you'll probably like this one as well. Uh, 
Plus, it also has one of the most annoyingly earwormy ending epilogue themes ever. If you ever, if you've ever heard, uh, oh god, how does it go? It's something like, uh, her name is Coco and she's loco, and I say, oh no, <laughs> that's where that's from. Okay. So, so ear, yeah. earwormy in the same way that uh, Spice and Wolf season one's ending is just a level of uh, a level of quirky that uh, that uh, uh, you is hard to forget. Exactly. Yeah. So I and yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't have a lot to say about it. I just needed a J. Uh, it is a good show it's a really fun action show if like i said if you like black lagoon you'll probably like this one so it's worth checking out but don't it's not you know a pinnacle or a tentpole series or a you know it's not going to change your life right i think out of the bottom half of the alphabet k is probably the hardest choice that I've had to make. There's just so goddamn many to choose from. I don't know if you you found the same thing. Yeah, K is really competitive. Uh, including uh, like the Japanese name of a whole lot of stuff. Of course, K be- K begins a whole lot more than you'd think. So. Uh, Oh man, I just looked at the K title for something, and I probably should have replaced uh, Tyler with "In This Corner of the World." So I'm just going to give "In This Uh-oh. Corner of the World" a quick shout out. Its uh, Japanese title is uh, what the hell? I just had it in front of me. Uh, it, it began with "Konosekai." "Konosekai no Katasumi." So, anywho. I was fighting an awful lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, for a lot of people, of course, K-On! ends up being uh, their list. Uh, what is it? At this point, Kaguya is one of my favorite manga and anime. So uh, I could go with Princess Kaguya, too, if you want to do do that. But I, I actually meant uh, Kaguya wants to be confessed, too. Uh, uh, I'm going all around the place. It it was a very hard choice at the end because I very much wanted to keep Kids on the Slope on it. But in a way, the existence of the manga knocks the anime down a peg because I recognize kind of the editing crunch that the anime gets at the end. That has my second favorite uh, musical moment in it. The, the medley in episode seven is extraordinary. And whenever I wanted to feel good, that's one of those things where I wouldn't rewatch the show, but I would definitely go, I've probably gone back to that singular episode and moment far more times than is necessarily healthy. But it's one of those things that if I want to feel good, I go and watch that, uh, the whole medley scene. Uh, and uh, I, uh, converted a few other friends into that practice as well. So with one of them, we marathoned Anohana, and then we're like, 
at the end of it were just so overwhelmed after marathoning Anohana. And uh, we're like, we, we need some, we need a curative, we need a salve. So we watched uh, Kids on the Slope. But uh, that's one of those that I definitely suggest people watch, uh, read the manga for however you can, because there's more to it. And it has some of the best epiloguing uh, in any series ever. So in the end, my anime of choice is Kyoso Giga. Uh, I'm not sure if you have watched that one. It is one of those very, very weird uh, series. But I, again, especially with comedy, the structure of things, if I feel that I grab a lot of meaning or interesting through something that is almost absurdist in nature... It, it sinks in in a way that a uh, few other things do. So this particular series uh, I found very interesting, the, the nature of it with the, with the priest uh, drawing things that would come to life and ending up uh, basically m marrying a rabbit he drew who came to life to be with... Uh, him, they escape into a city of uh, their own creation where with their children who are largely all uh, adopted or uh, created or discovered. Uh, and then the the structure of the show is more what hap what's happening with the kids after both of their parents are gone from the city you know, what happened to their parents, what, what's going on here, and uh, they get a rude interruption from the outside, and now it's all of the characters and all of the relationships bouncing across each other, and it has a, a very uh, odd formation of filling in all of the relationship gaps and character types that you haven't seen before, and uh, what's going on. It's it's one of those that I, I feel, you know, like like the nature of eccentric family. It's hard to actually be a more eccentric family than the one described in Kyosu Giga. Uh, <laughs> so the the fact that they all come uh, come together and and pull all of this off is uh, I just think very 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 well handled, uh, very interesting in general. And the creator, it was not uh, an adaptation of anything manga-wise, but the creator had a lot of uh, Ojamajo Doremi and Pretty Cure attachments uh, and stuff like that. So it has, it, it is not, it does not feel shoujo to me, but it, it feels like a sized up, uh, version uh, it it feels like it has a more adult and stranger shoujo approach to that kind of storytelling uh, and overall the presentation of it and the story of it and the the characters it it just has very singular appeal to me and it's one of those things directed by uh, Rie Matsumoto and we haven't had her directing much lately which we really need to. Uh, we miss you. Come back. <laughs>
<laughs> we didn't get her back for uh, Kekai Sense and hey, another K. Uh, season two either, which is sad. I don't know what she's in the middle of, but uh, but I need more of her in my life. So for my K, I originally had K on down as my K. But then I realized that there was another series that I wanted to put into M, so I had to kind of do some switch-o change-o. So for my K, I absolutely had to find a way to put this on my list, and uh, that would be Kaicho Wameitsama. It's which? Kaicho Wameitsama. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Yes, you you moved it around to reclaim M from just made Saba. Nope, that, yes. that makes a whole lot of sense. Considering how big a pusher of that you are. That that feels almost made like the one you may have watched most often. Is that one that you, you watch with the with the uh, uh waifu once a year or uh whenever you guys feel like it? Yeah, whenever we feel like it, we'll put it on. We watch it in the original Japanese because the dub for it is terrible. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, yeah, I know you've talked about it before, so we don't have to, to do much of there. I almost feel like we should spend more time just talking about things that begin with K. Because even lately with Kaguya and uh, I love Kakushi Goto, which uh, just happened. Uh, Katana Gatari is in here. There, there are so many Ks, it's hurting me inside. I think a lot of people oh, yeah. kill, kill, lock, kill. And I, have even, I haven't even mentioned Orange Road, but uh, I didn't want to, uh, you know, cause any nasty flashbacks for you, so. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of Ks I could have gone with. I could have gone with Kids on the Slope, Katana Gatari, Kamisama Kiss, Kakaru, Kakaguri, uh, Kinmoza. The list goes on and on and on. Interestingly, I think a lot of people would go to Konosuba, because that's, especially from the comedic end, uh, that seems to have top-level appeal for the, for the modern otaku. And while I enjoy Konosuba... I've never really, it's never really stuck, you know, the top level comedy end for me. So. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Konosuba is good, but it's not as amazing as everyone tries to say it is. And there is an awful lot of people to whom it, it's, I think the single uh, biggest title that makes me angry at, uh, the, the Reddit, the R anime community, because all of those characters interrupt everything. It's like, oh, it's got the best openings, and all of the characters are best characters. And I'm like, stop putting everything Konosuba just because you like Konosuba. It drives me nuts. But, uh, hey. So are we, are we stopping with L then, or are we going to stop? Because we started with a number, so I don't know. Are we... Uh, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's stop with L. Okay. 
I'm trying to remember how many options I had for L. It feels like there wasn't a lot, especially since uh, since coming out of K. Uh, you know, there was a, a, about a million to choose from, and as much as uh, Lucky Star is one of those, and I kind of feel is probably going to end up being your L. I, I ended up being, you know, uh, comedy heavy in general, and I love Lucky Star, but considering uh, I have Hibike Euphonium earlier in this list, uh, Liz and the Bluebird is just such an extraordinarily good movie that I had to give it specific props. So I, I bumped one Kyoani with another Kyoani, but... Uh, <laughs> God, God damn! Again, I just fucking love everything about the uh, the movie in general, and it's interestingly the the visual design, the uh, sound design of it, the direction. It does not share the same elements that the TV show does. So, uh, in that you occasionally get, you know, your redheaded stepchild movie like uh, Shin Kimagure Orange Road is for Orange Road, the series, where it's a very odd one out. This one, I feel, uh, pairs with and augments uh, Hibike Euphonium all the more. Uh, you get just the, you know, it's advancing time, so it's still continuing the story. It's not a side story. It's a continuation and you do effectively need it to en enjoy the other continuation movie. Um, but it feels very self-contained otherwise. And I know a lot of people started losing touch with uh, Hibike Euphonium at the beginning of season two. I think, you know, a lot of people get invested in the primary four characters and then you get a big focus on uh, the the second year drama at the beginning of season two, and this, of course, is all. Uh, it's basically you know ninety percent Mizori and Nozomi, who are characters that you didn't get much of anything other than right at the beginning of season two. But uh, I, I just uh, you know I, because. Season two led up to my favorite musical moment. I'm very much uh, uh, embedded in that sort of second year drama and specifically the relationship between Mizore and Azomi. And I think this is some of the most beautiful oboe playing I've heard in my life. <laughs> and I love uh, double reads in general. I think my favorite musical sound comes from them. Uh, and it it's just, it it hits you right there, man. Right there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so that for me had to override uh, things like uh, Lucky Star or uh, Lodos, which I think would have been the only other contender for me. Uh, and even though it feels like I'm doubling up with the TV season also being on my list, I'm perfectly willing to give it to Liz. So uh, there, there we go. So I, I will go ahead. I will wrap things up. 
with my L. My L is another obvious choice. I am going with Lucky Star. Even though I know I went with Excel Saga earlier, I am doing another parody type series just because I enjoy them so much, and it's my list, so you can eat me if you don't like well, it. Well, it's, ju it's just your favorites, man, so, you know. Yeah, so Lucky Star is a series that I can go back to over and over and over again, and no matter how many years have passed, I still can't believe that, that series came back, came out way out way back in 2007. It's still a show that I will notice something new every so often when I watch it, uh, and it'll always never fail to amuse me and make me laugh. Uh, Kagami Hiragi is up there with top-tier Sundere. <laughs> uh, sure. Not the best, but definitely up there in the top tier. Okay. Sounds good. What what about uh, from the uh, ZR perspective? The, is it isn't there a, a one in Lucky Star? Or am I not not Kagami? But uh, what is it? I don't like thinking about Zetai Uroiki for characters of their design, but I feel like there's still one in there that gets mentioned anyway, which is weird. I guess maybe not. The, uh, yeah, the pink, I don't think so. Pink haired, I think, doesn't doesn't have that. So I'm pro I'm probably mixing it up with with something different that just feels similar in design. So I'll, I'll probably. Uh, I would just like to say that I have remembered finally Akazuki and Cha Cha. So since we're on the talking about comedy, that's the one that feels to me a whole lot more like uh, Hara and Gu. Uh, uh, entertaining fantasy comedy from back in the day so that would never have made an a though not not compared to the other options so uh i just feel i had to mention it since i forgot it earlier and brought shame to myself but i feel like that's a sporting number of things to go through yeah so let's go ahead let's wrap things up at that point the next time we get together, we'll go through M, M through Z, uh, which will be another fun little discussion for us. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to mention or bring up before we wrap it up entirely? I don't think so. I think we're good for for now. If, we, if we're adding anything else to part two, we'll bring it up at the beginning of part two. Alright, sounds good. In that case, thank you again for joining me for this discussion. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. So, alright, and thank you all for listening. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe if you enjoy what we're doing. And remember, if you want to help support us, uh, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash review. Other than that, have a great night, everybody. Uh, and make sure before we release part two to watch each and everything recommended from part one. Uh, there will be a quiz at the end. <laughs> Night, folks. Night.